Molly Wood, author of CNN's Buzz Report. You sound weird, Molly. I know. I'm Tom Merritt, author of CNN's The Real Deal. It's because I'm at home because I had jury duty today. That is, that's great. <laughs> Isn't that, it, though? But doing your civic duty, a you know, jury of your peers. I didn't even try I, to defer it. Really? You didn't get a chance, did you? No. Because <laughs> you let him. <laughs> Because it was too late. But apparently since it's Halloween, uh, they don't need any jurors today. So now, is luckily. It, is this, this Was this just made up or were you really going to dress as a pirate to try to get out of jury duty? I wasn't going to try to get out of jury duty dressed like a pirate. <laughs> you just wanted to be on a jury dressed as a pirate. Yeah. I see. I did think there was some chance that if I was dressed like a pirate, they might be less inclined to pick me. Just by chance. Just but by that wasn't maybe. your point. No. Okay. My point is Halloween. Let's get into uh, something that has even more of a point. Uh, so I saw this on Slashdot over the... Over, well, I guess I saw it today. I was thinking I saw it over the weekend, but it says Monday Post. Anyway, uh, SBC CEO Edward Whitaker has cleared that up in an interview with Business Week Online. When asked about Google, Vonage, and other internet upstarts, he responded, how do you think they're going to get to their customers? Through a broadband pipe. Cable companies have them. We have them. Now, what they would like to do is use my pipes free, but I ain't going to let them do that. <laughs> so he's basically saying if Google and Vonage and, and Yahoo want to start voiceover IP, yeah. then they're going to have to pay him because he owns the Internet. He says there's going to have to be some mechanism for the people who use these pipes to pay for the portion they're using because they because SBC's already spent this capital. And why should they be allowed to use my pipes? What, why? What? Let's back up. What pipes is he talking about? I mean, does SBC even own a backbone? I, I don't. I don't think, think so. so. I think they just run DSL service. Yeah, and then presumably they license that from some other backbone provider like Cogent or something, right? Right. So, yeah, so, I, the thinking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On the one hand, this comment is absolutely insane because even if they did own a backbone. They sell ISP service to consumers who already pay to access the Internet and voice over IP services and whatever other services come over the Internet because that's what Internet service providing is all about. Yeah. And then on the other hand, it sounds like this guy doesn't even understand what his company does or how I, the technology works. I know. I'm, I'm, I suspect from his comments that he may not quite have it straight what pipes he's talking about. I, I don't know. Well, because he said ain't. The only, so that well, there is that was off. just being folksy. <laughs> but uh, I, the only thing he could do, and I don't mean to give him advice, although yeah. he probably needs it, the only thing he could do would be to block companies, I, you know, block Google Talk or block Skype or block Vonage. Right. Yeah, I mean, he could do that to all of his customers, which would be idiocy. Which would be absolutely Because it would insane. just drive people who want to use those services to other ISPs, of which yep. there are many. Because they already pay to use those services. Now, the other thing he could be saying is that I will block ISPs from using our DSL service. Because SBC is a major provider of the DSL, even to different ISPs. Mm -hmm. Right? Not SBC isn't just an ISP. They're also the CLEC. Right. right? They're also the people who provide the DSL service to the home. But okay. that's still not the same as being the internet. No. And you can still use different, you could use a cable provider, you yeah. could use a uh, dial-up, you know, you, they're, I, you know. And all of these are things you would do if this guy tried to start charging for an additional fee for voice over IP services from, I, I mean, after already providing internet. I don't know. I think reading the entire quote, actually, in the Business Week article, it seems to me that he does think he's the internet. Well, I think we're... Like, he says, 
the Internet can't be free in that sense because we and the cable companies have made an investment. And for a Google, a Yahoo, or Vonage, or anybody to expect to use these pipes for free is nuts. What, this may be the first shot in what will end up being a huge battle because if it starts here, what it's going to be about is can I, as, as a provider of a big chunk of Internet service, not just ISP, but, but delivery as well, can I make decisions about what comes and goes to my customers? Right. And do I have the leverage to stop it? Because and can I he's say, not talking about censorship per se. He's saying, well, if people want to make money in a certain way over the over the portion of, of Internet service that I provide, then right. I'm going to stop them if it conflicts with my interests. Well, and because it seems that he is not talking about content. He's just talking about services. Right, right. And so he is. So it is somewhat, it's still pretty crazy, but it's maybe somewhat legitimate to say, look, you're using the Internet to provide a service, and I'm providing you with the Internet, and so you need to pay me if you're going to launch the service. But then you could argue that the website itself, I mean, Google is a search engine. That yes. alone is a service. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's just a bizarre, crazy, slippery slope argument. It's going to be a really interesting debate fire up if this, if this actually gets going. I know. Plus, it's going to be a grammatically disastrous debate, judging from this man. Well, we ain't going to be I having any highfalutin ideas. <laughs> I'll give you that. We ain't going to be saying ain't again. But we ain't going to talk about this anymore. We're going to move on to the Sprint Music Store. (laughs) Big news. So Sprint is launching a rival to iTunes where you can actually download the songs onto your phone. You can buy them right from your phone, which you can't do with the Motorola Rocker. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't even think this is a rival to iTunes. I mean, this is, well, it is. It is and it isn't. You're right. But it is the first over-the-air music download service to be launched in the States. Now, the, the weird thing I, I could not find in, in looking around, I looked at the Sprint Music Store website, I looked at the Sprint site, I looked at the press release. They don't say what format these songs will be in. They come in AAC+. They do? Where did you find that? Yes, I saw it on, uh, I think I saw it on Engadget. Really? I yeah, was looking at the Engadget thing and I, I couldn't find it. Uh, my assumption was that they were going to be WMA because you get two versions, right? You get a right. version you can use on your phone, and you get a version that you can burn using Windows Media Player. Yeah, so I think that service is, then I think that one is Windows Media, like okay. when you download it to your, because it, it sounds sort of weird, um, and Gadget has a link to Laptop Magazine, which sort of re- did a little mini review, and they said that when you, the PC process, after you've downloaded a song to your phone and you go back to your PC, you can use it on your PC and burn it to disk and whatever using Windows Media, but you have to re-download it and get your like song license verified, mm-hmm. which annoying, and they rightfully say it's annoying. But um, I suspect that is WMA, I would think. Now, the, apparently the UK has uh, cell service 3 has dual downloads for music as well. So this is just the first in the United States. In the United States, yeah. And it's pretty interesting to me that Sprint is the one who, um, like, this just dropped like a stone as far as I know. I wasn't expecting anything like this. And and I was recently, I recently moderated a panel with, like, Sony and Microsoft and Apple and AOL and Motorola. And they were all talking about this same topic. And you would have thought that one of them would be the ones to broker well, this deal instead of Sprint or you know, or even Singular who carries the rocker phone. In looking around today, I saw a posting from last week on Digital Music Blog leaking that this was going to be coming, but I didn't see it last week. Oh, oh. Um, we have been neglecting what is quite possibly the most important element of this story. Yes. Which is price. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's, it's so ridiculous that I forgot about it. $2.50 yes. per download? Per download. Yeah. Per song. And you can only 
do it on one of two new Sprint multimedia phones, which cost, before rebate, almost $400 each. This is all a matter of context, though, because people pay $0.99 for a short little ringtone. Yeah. And this will allow them to get a whole song and turn part of it into a ringtone, presumably. No, 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 no. No? You cannot. Ah. And so that is a big thing. You cannot use downloaded songs as ringtones. 250 for a digital file that you can't do anything else with but play well, it in a phone. But no. you also get a copy yeah. of a file that you can then put on your computer and has DRM, and you can burn to disk using Windows Media Player. Yes, but and then you still... can transfer any music from your PC to your phone, but you could already do that, so that's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, but it's 250 a song. So really what you're paying for is um, instant gratification. Why can't you use it as a ringtone? Because the ringtone market is humongo. There's no way that they want to cut into that. But it would. it's the same people charging! Yeah, but presumably, I bet it would be a lot easier to maybe share these ringtones. Oh, I see. If you oh. if you were allowed to use the two fifty songs for the ringtone, then you could. Yeah, uh, and then you could use other. You know what? I bet music. it. I bet that it's also a licensing thing with the um, mm-hmm. with the studios because w- if you're playing the song out loud, there's there's some chance that that is a more of a copyright an actual copyright issue. As opposed to just listening it, to it on your phone. Like, if it was playing as a ringtone, it might be... There's probably artists also that don't want their song used as a ringtone. Yeah, maybe. Just for, per- you know... Maybe. You can play MP3s... For the point of it. You can play MP3s on a trio, right? Yes. So, don't do this, people. <laughs> if you really want to spend that much money, just get a trio. Yeah, I don't know, though. I have to admit... I, I admit, I'm appalled by the price. I think it's absolute greed. I think this is, this is what they wish that they were charging on iTunes, and they can't get Steve Jobs to agree to it. But man, the instant gratification thing is really, really appealing. What? Um, well, okay. Like just this weekend, I was walking around thinking, "Man, I really wish I could download a song right now onto my trio." Can you not though? No. Like there's e- no over-the-air downloads until now. Well, but you have access to the internet on your trio. Yeah. Can you not down? Like, if I put an MP3, like, could you not go to a website and get an MP3 off of it? I doubt it. I mean, the website uh, it, maybe. But it would be insanely cumbersome and unbelievably slow because my trio doesn't support EVDO. Mm, I see. I mean, so, so you know, need... the website would have to be formatted for mobile, and I'd have to be able to enter my credit card, and it probably wouldn't be authenticated. Well, no, I'm just saying if it was free. Like, you go to a band's website, and they have their MP3. I'm just thinking technically now. Yeah, I, that, I, I don't think so. I mean, I'll try it, and if anybody's done it. Obviously, it's not as, you know, as, not as convenient as a, as a music store. Yeah. Even if you can do it. I'm just wondering if you can. And this is formatted for the mobile experience mm-hmm. and, you know, all of that. iTunes for the trio would be a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't I don't know. I think it's too expensive, but I also think it's pretty cool. Did we talk about the uh, Canon PowerShot S80 yet? I don't believe we did. Uh, this is our... We, we're trying to... Uh, re- are we moving on? Yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, we're trying to report on our uh, editor's choices products more often. The uh, Canon PowerShot just came out August 30th, mm-hmm. and uh, we finally got around to doing some full testing, and our reviewer, Shams Tarek, says that aside from one or two very minor lens shortcomings, Canon's new flagship S-series model stands out in its class. Dun, dun, dun. So this is a, this is a really, uh, Actually, it's a really this glowing is... review. We gave it an 8 out of 10. Yeah, this is an interesting camera, too, because it's 8 megapixels, even though it's a point-and-shoot. Yeah, I think like, we may have mentioned it previously. Yeah, you know what? This is starting to sound kind of familiar. Yeah. Okay, ignore us. But uh, just so you know, we gave another editor's choice. And, and we also gave an editor's choice to iTunes. There's not much else to say about iTunes, though. Yes. 
But we do like iTunes 6 despite reports of many, many problems. It's still our, it's still editor's choice as a music player as well as a music store. Yes. We should, we should hasten to add. Um, other product news. Everyone loves Slingbox. I do. Including us. And, and I want to get one. So awesome and so clever. But if you have been holding out because you don't like to buy that version 1.0 media, the next version of Slingbox, apparently, according to Engadget, will be announced at CES 2006. Now, here's the problem with that. I waited all the way till June for Slingbox to come out, mm-hmm. and I've been holding off buying it because I can't decide if that's where I want to spend my money. Now they're going to come out with a new one. That one's probably not going to come out till midsummer or or later. Yeah. But I this one know. does is supposedly going to do 1080i. It sounds like yeah. Reverse HD. It'll downscale HD. it for your laptop basically. Right. That's kind of pretty good. That's cool. Maybe they'll have the product. You never know. Maybe you should just wait and find out. Maybe. <laughs> That's then, all we can do. And then if you have to, you could wait some more. All right, and then you found the 24-karat gold-plated PC on, is, on Engadget. A, I was all about Engadget. That's a bling update. Not that they're better than CNET. Um, yes, Voodoo PC offers these upscale luxury PCs anyway, and then now they have this new one <laughs> that is plated with 24-karat gold. Yeah, 24-karat people. Which is not skimping. hilarious. And 12-karat gold. Interestingly, does not say how much it costs. Yeah, well, if you have to ask, <laughs> you can't <laughs> afford it. <laughs> da, da, da. All right, back to a few more news items to throw out there. Google uh, hiring people to work on open office. Yeah. This is interesting. Private company hiring people to work on an open source project. I know. But it goes with uh, Google's taking off Microsoft. Yeah, theme. exactly. This, I, I, I'm certain that this is not just out of the goodness of their little hearts. Like, golly, we wish that open office wasn't so bloated and a little faster. Maybe we could pay some guys to fix it just because we want to. Well, because Sun already funds this. It's, right. a, it's a Sun Microsystems. They, they use it to make their star office suite, a la what Netscape does with Mozilla. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting Google's getting in on the game. Yeah, they just want to they help it. We'll keep an eye on that. Also, and uh, to hearkening back to our conversation last week about women and gaming. Mm-hmm. There was the study that Boing Boing pointed out that the majority of UK science fiction viewers are women. Interesting. 51% of the audience. Well, the, it, this is kind of cool. The channel says um, it links the rise in, quote, girl geeks to the proliferation of heroines such as Buffy, Lara Croft, and Xena. Well, heroines. Heroines. Not the proliferation of heroin. You never know. <laughs> Although that part of the study was not was not made public. I have to say, even though I suppose I am not a normal girl, I love the Sci-Fi Channel. I feel like there's always something on there. Yeah, I well, there sometimes they show movies that I'm like, what the? Well, yeah, is that? But yeah, the the shows, the uh, series are all pretty good. I know, and I like um, geek girl heroines such as Buffy, Lara Croft, and Xena. All right. Well, let's. Uh, any more bits before we get to the voicemail? Um, you know, I think that the story at Slashdot. Is very interesting about how there's like no such thing as a final draft anymore. Yeah. And how we can just kind of go back and edit our cultural history at will because it's all either digital or becoming digital. Well, it's a uh, CNN story that Slashdot is pointing to. Yeah. Uh, author Todd Leopold does a great job of showing how revisionist history is at its oddest now. For instance, the new Truman Capote novel Weird. that has come out. The changing of Star Wars over the years to several different versions and even changes in plot points like the famous Greedo shooting first instead of Han Solo shooting Greedo. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't know about this, but apparently they took out the Ding Dong the Witch is Dead song out of The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, How I can you do no that? I no idea. Well, and you remember the fuss that people raised when that was like colorized? 
little did they know that it was actually just going to be completely edited. Plus, everything just keeps getting remade. Yeah. They just keep remaking movies over and over and changing them every time. Right. Ch- or taking books, making them into movies, then remaking the movie about the book, then rewriting a novelization based on the movie. Nice. Blade Runner being uh-huh. one example of that. And then finally, I know people have been ranting about too much iPod coverage, but... I think that this is awesome. PVR Wire has a story that says tvharmony.com has released a new version of its software that will support converting TiVo um, shows, TiVo recorded shows, into a format that is compatible with the new video iPod. So you can actually record your show in TiVo and then take it off the TiVo and put it on the iPod? Watch which it. is awesome. Yeah. But I won't be able to do it with my dumb direct TV TiVo, which I cannot hack. You can also do it for um, video-enabled um, Palm devices. Yes. You can hack the DirecTV TiVo. Let's talk about this offline. Yes. <laughs> I actually had an email from one of our listeners who gave me some interesting links oh, really? to investigate journalistically. Right. Um, let's, so shall we get to voicemail then, Veronica? All right. Roll Peter from Hollywood. Hi, Tom, Molly, Veronica. This is Peter in Hollywood, and I just can't let this laptop thing go because I have a desktop replacement laptop, and it sucks. And I have to say, there's this whole image conjured when people pitch these things to you about, oh, you take it out to the park, and you sit in the grass, and you type your email, and you play your game, and you go in World of Warcraft. And the fact is, when the thing is that heavy to accommodate you know, replacing a desktop, it's not something you want to have sitting on your knees, burning up, or something you want to schlep through airport security. I think it's a horrible idea. And I think the problem isn't that there are people that make the decision to get one. The problem is you get one not really wanting it in the first place, but thinking you do because you got sold a bill of goods. I'm a desktop person anyway, so maybe I shouldn't be commenting. Bottom line is it's laptop. It should be portable. It should be top of lap portable. Thank you. Love the podcast. Ah, see, Peter. Agrees with me. Yeah, kind of <laughs> hilariously. Huh? He hilariously does that. That's actually well put, uh, especially the part where he says laptops belong on the top of the lap. <laughs> Hence the nap. Not like covering your whole torso. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Daniel in New Jersey also agree. Everybody agrees with Molly today. Daniel. Hi, Tom and Molly. My name is Daniel. Uh, I'm a wireless data technician in northern New Jersey. I definitely agree with Molly about the trio issue. Uh, I got a trio hooked up with a wireless keyboard. I no longer carry my 15-inch screen laptop. It's much better. It saves my shoulder. And you know what? I got this little clear stand for my laptop, so I set it up on my desk. I never touch it. When I need to, I'll confess, I PC anywhere in from work, do what I need to, and then... I continue to use my trio for everything else. So, hopefully, that gets my point across. I agree with Molly. <gasps> trio. Ex- I'm telling you, I have been on a number of business trips where my laptop failed or most recently was dropped, and my trio saved my bacon. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Annie, you, you, you don't use PC anywhere. You use uh, I use um, GoToMyPC, which I consider to be the best service in the world. But another way is use your totally twin. gratuitous plug. I want to see you ditch your desktop and just have your Trio. <laughs> Maybe when I upgrade to my Trio 700W. All then right. We'll, then we'll talk. We got a lot of great email about our uh, talk on the Forbes article about blogging. Mm-hmm. Uh, some really some really thoughtful and, uh, and, and reasoned responses. We're happy to see that. Bill yeah. had one of the better ones. Um, 
He said the mainstream media can display equal amounts of bias and or laziness as well. For instance, when CBS went with the National Guard story on Bush with forged documents as their smoking gun, it was the blogosphere that was the only media holding Dan rather accountable. Yep. In his opinion. How many times have the local press reported stories that could have easily been debunked in Snopes.com? He can appreciate their concern, but what alarm is sounded when an editorial or critic launches into the latest issue, restaurant, or movie with the same intensity, hell-bent on annihilation? Just his two cents. And this pretty much goes to... Actually, this isn't from Bill. This looks like... Oh, no, it's a quote from Tim. This is from Bill. This goes back to my point about it's bogging just another way of delivering the media. It makes it... It makes different rules about how fast and who can do it, but it's the same issues. Uh, yeah, I think they're slightly different. I, I agree with much of what Bill says, and I think that the media can, the mainstream media, as it's called, can be just as irresponsible. However, I think the mainstream media doesn't have quite the intensity of the uh, the echo chamber that the blogosphere does, and nor does it have the kind of mass outreach without accountability. All right, get in on that conversation, folks. Give us a call, 1-800-616-CNET, or email us, buzz at cnet.com. We want to hear from you. Here we are. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.